0: Now my advice to people who like this kind of service is and Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au I
1: really like this new service. Gives you that
0: flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And this is episode 104 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. All thanks to the good people at netgear.netgear.com.au The place to go for all your home and small business networking needs including Wi-Fi and all those great fun things that will uh, enable your Home Network. And uh, joining me, Trevor Long, each and every week is Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day Trevor, great to be here again Do you reckon there'll ever be a day where we say nothing to talk about this week? Because every week we say stacks to talk about And I just feel uh, like we're we're, we're we're repeating the same thing But there always is There's there's always something to talk about And that's always. the way we like it here on Two Blokes Talking Tech You can uh, download us each and every week from iTunes At twoblokestalkingtech.com as well For the Facebook And uh, let's get cracking it it feels really strange to me to say these words but it would please Samsung no end to hear them but the most anticipated phone of the moment is without any shadow of a doubt the Samsung Galaxy S4 uh, and I, I preamble that because, you know, it's normally the next iPhone that, that we anticipate. But it seems to me we're, we're anticipating the Samsung and then we anticipate the iPhone. So Samsung have literally purchased half the year in terms of rumor and publicity, which is fantastic for them. And this week they released a, a bit of a trailer video. And uh, and the rumours of the last 24 hours, mate, really? They're starting to freak me out a bit, okay? Samsung Galaxy S4 is rumoured to have a technology in it that can tell where your eyes are looking, so it's eye-tracking, and when you when you look at the bottom of the screen, it will automatically scroll up to the next paragraph. I mean, are you kidding me?
1: No, well, the word the word rumours is normally in the same sentence as Apple and iPhone, but it's, it is, as you said, it's unusual that Samsung are attracting these kinds of rumours because on the back of the success of the Galaxy S3, the anticipation behind, naturally, the Galaxy S4 is huge, and there's an event in New York next week, I think Friday morning, uh, Sydney time, uh, next week, that will that is likely to be the unveiling of the Galaxy S4. Uh, and one of these uh, – the, the, the details that's leaked out comes from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And Pretty their reliable. columnist claims that they've spoken to a person who's actually used the phone and uh, described this eye-scrolling technology. So as you mentioned, rather than when your eye reaches the bottom of the screen, rather than you having to physically touch the screen and move the text up – it will detect your eyes at the bottom of the screen and mm. it will scroll automatically. Now, you've got to remember, though, the Galaxy S3 had an eye-tracking technology built in as well. Mm. It was called Smart Stage. Remember that uh, the feature that could ne- actually tell when your eye was on the screen so it would prevent the screen from dimming out or going to sleep so you yeah. could keep
0: reading it? I never felt that it worked very well. And my problem here with the, with the eye-scrolling is what if I look at my watch? You know, I'm holding the phone, I mean, you know, it's kidding, like seriously. It's, you know what this is? This, this is pure Apple Playbook. This is a crazy awesome feature like, you know, Dictation or Siri that not really many people use, but it's just something different to talk about because in the end, the phone is probably just going to have, you know, a better processor, be a bit lighter, have a new design and maybe a bigger screen, but essentially it's nothing major better.
1: But this is the – I think the whole point of it though, moving forward now, it's like the same thing that's happened with smart TVs or mm-hmm. just, just TVs in general. They're all have full HD. They've all got great pictures. That's it. What else do they do? I think smartphones are reaching that point now where they've all got great screens, they've got fast processors, great cameras – This the 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 discussion needs to change in the direction of well, okay, what what's different about it? We we, the HTC One launch a couple of weeks ago, where they were talking about, um, you know, the the different features of the the news feed on your on your home screen. The camera's got all these extra features. Two speakers on the front of the device. These are the features, and now eye-scrolling kind of falls into that basket where the the discussions change, where what differentiates this phone now from everything else. It's not just another smartphone. These are the features that they're going – it's a competitive business where Mm -hmm. companies are going to go all out to to develop these kinds of technologies, and you know what? it's bring it on i think the consumer is going to be the winner at the end of the day whether they're gimmicky or not i'm sure there's going to be a couple that really hit that really nail it and
0: are really great features and remember what this is a, a really important thing they're not just competing with apple and sony they're competing with themselves because when a consumer walks into a store to buy a phone outright or on a plan they're presented with the samsung galaxy s2 the three and now the four all of them are fantastic phones, right? So, you know, and we, you get the calls on the radio like I do, and I say to people, look, the, the S2 is a bloody great phone. Oh, I love it, and I still use it when I'm overseas. Oh, I think it's a great phone, and if you don't have some superior need, go for it because it's cheaper. Yeah. And well, they need to find things that upsell people to that next level, and that's what these gimmicks do.
1: Absolutely. And how many, as you mentioned, all the calls we get, people asking us for advice, how many calls have you received about people that have made the jump from the oh, yeah. iPhone? Two years ago... That, that wouldn't have been a conversation. But since the Galaxy S3 and all these other great Android phones are hitting the market, that's a conversation that you're hearing a lot more often. So much so, Samsung is so confident with their new lineup of phones, especially the Galaxy Note 2, the most recent one, they've actually released an app in the Samsung App Store that is a great conversion tool that can strip out all your iPhone data and put it on your new Samsung phone, including all your iTunes library, your messages, your photos, it it's just makes it so easy for people to make the switch because, mm. as you know, that, that's one thing that stood in the way of people actually making the jump. They just think it's too much trouble.
0: Yep, no, and it, and it is. And the, the only other thing they can't do is give them the apps in the, that exist in the ecosystem. But lots of people just have the drama with their contacts and stuff. So it's a fantastically interesting time. Uh, for phones Uh, next week so episode 106 will be when we talk about the galaxy s4 in in reality because next week we won't know more about it until the friday but it's a huge month for phones we've got galaxy s4 will
1: be unveiled htc1's coming out xperia z's coming out next wednesday morning we're going to see the optimus g from lg uh, so the hits just keep on coming. And, and meanwhile, Apple's next phone, they're saying the earliest it will be August. Yep. So there's plenty of time for these other companies to, to stake their claim in the market.
0: Yep. It's, a, it's an awesome time for phones. Um, if you're in the market, definitely hold off because um, there is so much to see over the next little while that you uh, you could be fully blown away. And, um, you know, read read the rumors, read the info, read the news as it happens at uh, techguide.com.au. <laughs> You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig.
1: Cloud storage is something that uh, has become a bit of a common, common word now in a lot of conversations, uh, storing apps that can store your documents, your photos... Uh, not on your desktop, but remotely on in, in the cloud. And one of the apps that has been one of the most popular uh, most recently is Evernote. Um, it, it is a very Love handy it. app that runs on Android, on, on iPhone, iPad, all these devices, and is a really great way to access all your documents no matter what device you are, no matter where you are. Uh, but the bad news was, though, that over the weekend, Evernote actually reported that they had a bit of a security breach a where bit. an intruder actually accessed uh, g- cross their security line and access their system. Now, they're saying that there's no evidence that any content, any sensitive information or payment information uh, was compromised, but they did reveal, though, that the people or the person who got into the system did was able to look at things like usernames and email addresses, and encrypted passwords. The encrypted passwords wouldn't have made much sense to them, but the fact that they got that far within the system is a bit of a worry for, especially yeah. Evernote and just the whole cloud system in general. I think this hasn't really done much to, to build people's confidence in that cloud system.
0: No, and look, it's uh, it's it's an absolute cracker of a, of a hack because so many people have this on absolutely multiple devices. So, you know, and I'm, I'm an absolute convert only in the last kind of four months really because I. Didn't have a, a pure place for note taking, to do lists, and things like that. And Evernote now um, is on my iPhone, my iPad, and my PC at work, and my PC at home. And you know, your notes are synchronised. Doesn't matter which device you take to a meeting; they're synchronised. Doesn't matter which device is with you; you can make a note, and you can also share. Take it's an unbelievable app, and for them to have this security um, breach is a big deal. Um, it was an inconvenience of great. Size to users because you had to download, not only had to change your password, but they, they actually released an update to the software on every platform. So yeah. it's really embarrassing, and it's 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 you know the they're they're in a very long line of of, uh, of it's a good crowd to be in the hacks because you know there's a lot of other big companies that are being subject to these um, security breaches, but yeah. um, not a good look for a company that, like Evernote, yeah, and not a be good a thing for the cloud
1: too because there's a lot of other products and apps that actually use Evernote well, as a storage strong. source. Yeah. Like uh, one great example is the live Wi-Fi pen, yep. you know, the smart pen that automatically uploads your notes to Evernote. Hmm. It, too, issued an email warning to all its users, as did Evernote, uh, but uh, so many other apps feed into to Evernote uh, including penultimate which is really handy iPad app Uh, they all uh, give you the ability to save your notes or the content you create using that particular app up to Evernote so everyone was kind of on the on alert to immediately change your password you had no choice you had to reset your password on Evernote and thankfully there wasn't anything no no payment information compromised nothing sensitive that got out but boy I'm sure
0: they're uh, they're tripling the security there now as is every other startup cloud-based organization on the planet because uh, it's just it's just the worst publicity. It doesn't work well for your organization, but Evernote will recover. Um, they'll push on, but um, if you are an Evernote user and you haven't logged on for a while, log on, change your password, and, uh, and stay protected because um, you've got to be safe. You don't want your password being shared around. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now You know what's funny, mate? It's, it's NRL season. I don't know if you've noticed, but the NRL kicks off tomorrow night. One there's sleep a, to go, Trevor. There's a little game on a couple of um, animals <laughs> racing each other around a field. Uh, rabbits and uh, roosters, I believe. Uh, anyway, yeah, right. good luck good luck to your bunnies, mate, but they'll get f- smashed probably. Yeah, anyway, I'd I was sitting literally, literally last night, and we recorded on Wednesday night, and I I record your Tech Life podcast on a Tuesday night, and I, I finished recording, and I thought to myself, you know, I literally have déjà vu. Days before the season last year, I remember being with the grill team on Triple M and saying, you know, the AFL I've got this awesome app and you can stream live for 50 bucks and they said, "What about the NRL?" and I said, "No, not yet. There's no app. There's literally no app, not no streams." And the same thing, no app last night. So I did some digging around, spoke to some contacts and discovered that the app was coming out today, Wednesday, and dug a bit deeper and found the pricing for the streaming. So what's going to happen here is you can download the app now. It's on in the Android Google Play Store and on iTunes. The functionality is the same on both Android and iPhone. It's, it's a pretty darn good app, but basically, you know, highlights are there for free, the schedule, the, the ladder, all that stuff. But most importantly, really, uh, every game will be streamed in the app. Now, importantly... It's, it's the broadcast stream. So if it's on Fox yep. Sports, it's broadcast live. If it's on Channel 9, it's broadcast. If it's delayed, it's broadcast on delay. So the Sunday afternoon game, when it's broadcast at you know, 4 o'clock, but it's a 3 o'clock game, you won't be able to watch it on your mobile at 3 o'clock. You'll be able to watch it on your mobile at 4 o'clock. And what I love about this, mate, is that in the app, they've actually built it so that when you're watching it, you can actually, it hides the score so the live score doesn't show unless you say reveal score so that you can you, you can avoid the spoilers that's a really smart that's piece brilliant. of programming and if you're
1: watching a game on delay stay off twitter and facebook because people like myself who's at the game mm. are, are, are putting scores up but uh, now this is this is really good i think it should the, the pricing though is an interesting one. Oh, yeah. uh, if you i think it's 5.49 per game mm-hmm. or offer a weekly pass for a weekly yeah but then you can go all the way up to eighty nine ninety nine for an annual pass. Mm. Now, that's a big ask for a fan. Now, I think you'd really want to have uh, be be dedicated to watching at least a couple of games a week for that kind of money. And also too, you've got to think of the the download as well. If you're out out and about on four G, three G. Uh, it's going to impact on your download, but thankfully, if you're a Telstra customer, it goes unmeted.
0: That's right, Telstra customers unmeted, Eighty nine ninety nine for the for the full season pass. It was fifty dollars last year for the full AFL season pass, but the price for the AFL this year is identical. $89.99. So it's the same pricing structure for AFL and NRL fans. Uh, I guess it really appeals to people that don't have Foxtel because Foxtel Go is now available with Fox Sports uh, in it, so you can get those games. On the go, yeah, So if, you've got, um, if you got a
1: Foxtel subscription, you're mad you can if you get do the live games on Foxtel Go. But if you don't have a Foxtel to, subscription, then this is the solution.
0: Yep, it is. And you know what? I guess they'll, they'll get people paying. It's all done through in-app purchases. The app itself is free, and then, then you do the in-app purchase to get the season pass. So not a bad thing. would love to hear what you think, but um, I don't think Stephen will need it because he's got the Fox Fox Sports at home. Um, but, you know, the pricing's out, and it's about I'll time. will be at the game anyway, Trevor. Yeah, I'll we'll, be at the
1: game <coughs> anyway, most of them. All the South's games. <coughs> I'll I'll be so th- I think uh, you think of the people who are going to use this. I reckon there's people who are out and about, you know, I reckon like drive, pri- drivers, I suppose, you know, people, wait couriers, and... and and limo drivers, people waiting around, people that have got time on their hands mm. and can't be in front of a television, yep. but they don't want to miss the game, how, how good is this? You can watch it on your tablet or your smartphone.
0: Great stuff, and uh, good good to finally get that with uh, with the NRL because the AFL had it last year. Uh, yeah. So good stuff, the NRL app. Uh, you can read about that. I have put it up at eftm.com.au, and Stephen will have, have it on tech.com.au shortly. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Uh, and importantly, there's a, there's some great deals going around where you can uh, get your home network up to speed with a Netgear and receive cash back. So um, nothing nothing wrong with uh, buying a device and then getting a nice little Netgear credit card with 50 bucks cash on it. So uh, if you buy the, a couple of their products, the R6300, which is their dual-band gigabit router, um, that's 50 bucks cash back. So there's, a, there's about three routers that, that have got the uh, the $50 cash back and another few that have got a $30 cash back. So check in store, check online, go to netgear.com.au. Uh, make sure you've got the latest information about what network you want in your home and what router to buy, and you'll be able to look at uh, redeeming your own cash back and get a, a Netgear uh, Visa card with 50 or $30 preloaded on it because uh, Netgear love your support and they want you to buy and, and look at the Netgear products which are top of the line and uh, will keep your network up to scratch. So if you're looking at your home network and you want to bring it right up into the the current day, make sure you future-proof yourself with Netgear products uh, and you can read all about them, as we say, at (laughs) netgear.com.au. Now, I've got to admit, uh, this is something I've never done. And uh, I've got, it's funny, I just bought a new Mac, as we've discussed before, and my old Mac's still sitting on the floor here, <laughs> ma- mainly because I wanted to go a period of time and realize that I'd got everything off it. So I'm pretty confident now I can wipe it. And one thing I haven't done is, you know, wipe the data, but also cleaned it up. You know, I actually need to do a nice little restore on it so it becomes a nice computer again. And you've just written today uh, on techguide.com.au about uh, Clean My Mac version 2. Now, version 1 is a great product that helped you, you know, Get a smoother system, but also reclaim that hard disk space that uh, can often go uh, go wanting. Clean My Mac Two uh, yes. is available now, mate. It certainly is. You know, I, I
1: was a user of the original uh, Clean My Mac version one. I've been been using it for all over a year now, and it's surprising the amount of system junk that the Mac can actually generate. We're we're under the impression that Macs are real lean and mean and sleek system. It is. But there are some byproducts of the system, like things like user cache files, system cache files, user log files. I've listed all the areas on, on my review on TechGuide where this product actually cleans up. Now, the, the beauty of this is not only does it help your Mac run really quickly as it should, so it, it really cleans up your system, but the, the space that it reclaims is incredible. I, I, I only used Clean My Mac version one. I think about a week and a half ago, maybe ten days ago. And it got me back probably a gigabyte of space. I installed the update this morning and ran CleanMyMac 2 on my 27-inch iMac, and it got me back 13.2 gigabytes. So the enhanced features of CleanMyMac 2 have gone even further. And grabbing out things like original uh, iPhoto pictures, you know when you take an original iPhoto image and you enhance it, crop it, and then you're happy with the result, it gives you the choice of deleting that original unaltered image, mm. which can often add up to literally gigabytes of space. It also reminds you when there's really large files on your computer that you may not have viewed for a long time that you possibly even may have forgotten that are, that are on there. And it also sort of finds those. So very handy if you're a Mac user to keep to Give this a go. It'll
0: keep the Mac uh, healthy and fast. And uh, it's not not expensive either. It's uh, the pricing, mate. Is on techguy.com.e. If you it got it is. there it's in front of you? It is. It's 19
1: 1997 for one, a single Mac. But if you've got a family of Macs, up to five Macs, you got 44 say 45 bucks US, uh, up to five Macs, uh, a license for those. And... Everyone uh, can can download it and use it and keep their Macs spick and span.
0: Unlike you, my Macs aren't breeding, so I'll just go for the single license. And you can read more about that at techguide.com.au. Two
1: tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech With Trevor Long and Stephen <laughs> Over here at the Tech Guide office, we're all about creativity, Trevor. And there's research to prove that ambient noise is good for creativity. So much so that a website called Coffitivity has actually been created to provide the sounds of a coffee house to get the creative juices flowing. I think you're playing the noises already in the background if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) That's correct. But uh, it's a quirky little site that... And the research comes from the Journal of Consumer Research, okay? So it says that ambient noise between 50 and 70 decibels promotes what they call abstract processing. In other words, the creative juices flow. And having noise like the coffee house actually gets your brain working mm. and be a bit more creative. So uh, I'm
0: feeling creative already. I mean, the, the atmosphere <laughs> here at the two blokes talking tech coffee shop is unbelievable, Stephen. It
1: is excellent. And uh, it's, it's a 10-minute loop that, that you can then replay, obviously. Uh, and it's, the, the research, though, indicates that but while it's between 50 and 70 decibels, uh, that, that does is, is good for the creativity. Too much noise. So it's uh, as, as low as 85 decibels and above reduces that uh, information processing in your brain and then lowers can actually lower your creativity. So it's a little bit like having a shower where you turn it one way and it's really cold and you turn it the other way and it's just going to be scaldingly hot. The comfortivity site provides that nice middle ground so that you can not only think you're in a coffee house, but uh, you'll you'll get the creative juices flowing. The only thing that it can't do is fill your sudden need for caffeine. Hearing those coffeehouse noises,
0: I saw a, I saw a tweet earlier today. I think it was Jeff Quattrone, who uh, is a, is a blogger. He uh, he said something like, "Now we just need different different uh, coffee shops from around the world." And I think I don't know. I think they're all pretty much the same, aren't they? But uh, yeah, I think.
1: It's cups clinking and chairs being dragged and chatter in the background. I think they're all the same.
0: It's it's pretty yeah. simple site. So basically, it's not an app. It's not a not a track. It's something you download. It's just a website. You go to cough c o w f i t i v i t y coughativity.com, dot com and there's a little player embedded right there in the thing. It's the, it probably took them three minutes. What do you to think of the, the name? Trevor, that's what I want. I want to hear. Oh, you know what I think of the name? I think it's stupid. <laughs> The fact that I had to spell it out and there's no way well, the anyone... the name is a cross between the word coffee and the word creativity. Didn't you notice that? L- let, me, let me give these people a tip, right? No one's ever going to remember how to spell that. If you want people coming to this website, call it thesoundofcoffee.com. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: there's a link on tech guide anyway, so it's even easier.
0: Yeah, well that's the only way people are going to find it, because they're not going to find it from going to Coffitivity. They're going to find it by going to techguide.com.au. Uh, or it's or I might set up a rival site called the sound We'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're listening to two blokes talking tech. <laughs> Now, we've talked a lot about telcos, Coke and Amazing, Red Bull Mobile, Aldi, and, and I've interviewed the people we're about to talk about uh, in the past. It's a great service, but the one place I always go wrong is pronouncing it. It's either Live Connected or Live Connected. Let's run with Live Connected. Um, Live Connected is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a telco, but they also sell phones. They have plans, so it's not just the SIM plans. And I guess I, I think what might be behind this current little push is they're, they know that they, they may not have the cheapest offer, they may not have the best offer, but they certainly have some awesome offers. and But what they're noticing, I think, in the market is that, frankly, some of these real low-cost carriers, and Kogan's one of them, you know maybe maybe people are, are left wanting when it comes to customer service. So you've looked into that, yeah. mate, at techguide.com.au.
1: I absolutely have, yeah. I actually went through the process I, as a, any customer would. I, I, I checked out the service. So by doing I, – I ordered a new handset and chose a plan. Uh, and just followed the process on on their live connected site now being an online telco obviously there's less overhead so there's no storefront so there's thereby there's a saving then straight away uh, there are four different plans there's small medium large and extra large whether you have whether you wanted a smartphone with that or not uh, and I've outlined on, on my story the the credit the amount of talk and text, credit you do get for the 19 i think it's 500 for the 19 all the way up to the 45 dollar a month unlimited talk and text and three gig of data that's the same whether you have a phone with it or not obviously the price of the plan increases if you decide to include a phone the four handsets the galaxy s3 4g the htc 8x the nokia lumia 920 and the galaxy note 2 so decent lineup of phones no iphone Uh, Obviously, but still a decent lineup of phones. Now, what impressed me about the service was the fact that you can, it's obviously all online. Once you've placed your order, and you can place your order as late as eleven o'clock at night on a weekday, hmm. and you can still get the phone delivered to you the very next business day. So I was very impressed with that. It arrives on your doorstep in a special live-connected box. The the SIM card is already inside the phone, wow. and there's a little folder with a spare SIM card in case you lose the one in the phone. What? So right off the bat. It's, that that's already done for you. SIM card's inserted. You just need to then call up, have the activation, give them the activation code, and you're away. A really great service for those who are time poor, maybe needing to grab a phone, needing to get maybe a phone for their one of their, siblings, their children or, or uh, just for themselves. Uh, great service, and as I said, you're going get it SIM only if you're happy with your existing smartphone uh, and also with a fa- a phone on a two-year plan. And it also uses the uh, Optus network.
0: And you can read more about that at techguide.com. And just interestingly, mate, I know you run a lot of polls, but um, I did a quick snap uh, Facebook poll the other day on Your Tech Life just to try and understand where the mood of people was, uh, and I put, I mean, obviously there's only limited options you can put in a poll because there's a million telcos, but yep. I kind of broke it into two. I said, are you going to go on a contract with Telstra, a contract with Vodafone, a contract with Optus, you know, each one with a phone, or are you mm-hmm. going to go prepaid? A Macy, Red Bull, Kogan, or Aldi. Now, uh, 11, the most votes uh, went to Kogan, yep. uh, and the next most went to on contract with Optus. Yes. Uh, followed by on contract with Telstra. So well, it's quite Opus interesting. Mean value. valued. Yeah, I know. It's quite interesting that there's still a huge bump bump of people that, frankly, would love to go prepaid, but I think they just want to have a new phone. So that's why people are going with Telstra, Optus and Vodafone. Sure. And that's why Live Connected is a great option. You don't have to be with one of the big telcos. You can actually get a new phone through a carrier like this.
1: It should be pointed out, too, that Live Connected, uh, being through the Optus network, uh, allow, their customers can access 4G. Yes because it's a, it's a, like a regular Optus plan cuz it got two there's uh there's I think all four phones are all 4G phones the Galaxy S3 eight uh the HTC 8X Galaxy Note 2 and the Lumia 920 all 4G phones.
0: All right very interesting stuff and you can read more about it in Stephen's little uh, review of the process at you.
1: I think the marketing campaign about the next product we're going to be talking about, I think the, your imagination can run wild because it's very fast, <laughs> faster than a speeding bullet. I don't know how they're going to describe this thing, but we're talking about a printer. What? To, be, to be precise, we're talking about the HP OfficeJet X printer. Now, mm-hmm. we don't often talk about printers on two blokes talking tech, but this one I think will make an exception because the fact it is so fast, uh, it is in the Guinness Book of Records. As so the fastest uh, and the speeds it achieves to reach the Guinness Book of Records is seventy pages per minute. That's seven zero. That's 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 less than a second per page. Is it so that's jets? pretty
0: fast. If you want to increase your productivity yeah. around your home office or small business, and as an office jet, it's it's an inkjet printer. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing when you think about how far inkjet has come. I mean,
1: well, you know how it does it. Well, how how is it so fast? I hear you ask. Yes. Uh, what happens? Exactly. The printer head remains stationary. You know how before the, the heads move along the paper, mm-hmm. the paper stays still, the heads move? Mm-hmm. This is the opposite. The head remains stationary and the paper moves mm-hmm. and all four colours of the ink are applied on the sheet at once. What? So that increases the not only the speed but also reduces the noise of the printer as well. So some interesting technology. It's called page-wide technology
0: from HP. Oh, I'm just really struggling to understand that. I mean, it's a big unit. You know, this is not a little tiny home printer. This is a Yes, it's a, a, it's a desktop, like a multifunction printer, although it is available
1: as a single-function printer only. $599. It's not cheap, but it's comparable to, say, a laser printer of right. the same price. So it, it would... Not only is it faster, but it's also used... It has less waste, uses less ink, uh, and there's a 799 model for the multifunction
0: too. And if Stephen has your interest, you can uh, check out photos right. and Stephen's uh, information about it at techguide.com.au. Two likes talking you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenning. And this is the time when we hand it over to Stephen to tell us, in, in a very short space of time, about a couple of products he's been playing with or been made aware of. And the first one made is very near and dear to my heart it's a game uh, for the kids from Toy Story.
1: Yes, it is. Toy Story, smash it. I actually interviewed the lead developer from Disney Mobile on Tech Guide and on the Tech Guide podcast. Uh, Toy Story, smash it. Now, a lot of people are going to think, well, this is a little bit like Angry Birds. Well, it is and it isn't. The, the way that it is is where you need to knock down aliens using these the balls or balloons to hit a certain structure. But where it, it varies from Angry Birds is the fact that you can actually rotate yourself around the puzzle. So you can change your angle uh, that you that you pelt your stuff at the, uh, the structure. And there's different structures made of glass, uh, made of wood and metal, and all the characters from Toy Story is included as well. So Buzz Lightyear is the main character. There's all lines from the movie. Woody makes an appearance, the dinosaur, all the characters are in there, which makes it a a real appeal for uh, young kids and, uh, and adult fans as well. Uh, and uh, what the the you throw the balls at the structures, but there are some interesting little uh, the, the the balloons you throw at the structures too. So that you throw the balloon at the structure when you're happy where it's landed, you actually press a button and inflate the balloon, so that sort of can knock down all the stuff as well. Very entertaining, some very challenging challenging levels with more levels to come. I've been told. Uh, Toy Story Smash It. It's only ninety nine cents. Would you believe for the iPad and the iPhone. <coughs>
0: Rightio. Now, the next one I, mate, I'm a massive fan of this product because it's an evolution of a product we talked about a while ago from Kensington that uh, helps you, you know, find your phone or find your car keys. Uh, It's the Kensington Proximo.
1: Yes, the Proximo, I think short for uh, proximity. How do you like that name, Trevor? I know you're a lover of sort of twisted word names. But anyway, it is a great product. Now, what it is, it consists of a couple of things. You've got either a fob or a keychain or a tag and there's an app on your iPhone or iPod or iPad, Uh, and what did they do? They communicate, they connect to each other using Bluetooth. So what it does, so if you're a forgetful person, you may leave your phone behind or your keys behind. As soon as those two products are separated by more than ten meters, the normal Bluetooth range, an alarm sounds to say, "Well, hang on a minute, buddy, you've forgotten something behind." And that alerts the user then to go back and get their phone or their keychain. If even if they don't even hear that warning, the app on the phone will tell the user where those two devices were last connected. So it'll give you, a, a, say, you know, ABC Restaurant here. You know that your product might be there, but hopefully the alarm will do the trick, and you'll go back and collect your keychain or your phone and
0: not leave them behind ever again. Kensington Proximo, and uh, you can read about that at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick, And that's a wrap. We like to bring you a half-hour snapshot of the week in technology each and every week here. Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen, talk to you next week. Yes, you will. Thanks, Trevor. You can download each and every week from iTunes and you can find us on the web at com. Find us on Facebook and you can listen there as well.